0: Top of the hour news as it happens when it happens wherever it happens local regional and global only on q95 the big station q95da.com right on Q.
1: Good evening. This is the prime of the news for today, Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. I'm your presenter for this environment in the headlines. As it
0: happens, when it happens.
1: A group, a group health insurance scheme was established by the Dominica Consul on Aging and Sagico Insurance Company to provide members with access to insurance. Right on cue. The Caribbean Development Bank and Caribbean Public Health Agency have collaborated to conduct a regional project to create a framework for Caribbean moves, a program to lower the high incidence of non communicable diseases in the Caribbean. And surveillance video obtained recently reveals for the first time what occurred inside a Georgia County elections office on the day its voting system was breached on January 7, 2020. The news is brought to you for the very kind of compliments of Discover Dominica Affardi. Details coming up next.
2: 28th to 30th, 2022. Dominica invites you to celebrate the World Creole Music Festival. Three nights of pulsating rhythms on one stage. For more information, visit www.dominicafestivals.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at Dominica Festivals or Instagram at dominica.festivals. Dominica's World Creole Music Festival, celebrating 22 years in 2022. October 28th to 30th
1: and welcome back first off in the news the council and Agent created an insurance program with Sagica insurance as part of its efforts to better protect its members or senior citizens members of this program will be able to acquire health insurance at, re- at a reduced rate to cover a variety of expenses related to the health including emergency dental and other medical treatment, Mr. Brenton Hilaire, manager of Surgical Life Insurance said that what they are trying to do is allow the consultant agent to get a special consideration for life insurance since individuals are no longer eligible at the age of 65 years old. He was addressing earlier today at the Alias for Sales during the insurance program debut.
3: When you reach a certain age, especially for health insurance, one is no longer eligible. When you reach a certain age, especially for health insurance, one is no longer eligible to apply. But what we're trying to do is to see if we can bring the Council on Aging and its members together at a sizable number where we can actually make a special request on behalf of the Council of Aging. So this is why we've been having the sensitization meetings over some time now. And I was just told that the numbers are increasing. So that's positive. But she said she wants more numbers, I support that. And it's a numbers game. The larger your group, the more beneficial it will be in terms of the actual cost. Because when you have a wider group, quote unquote, the risk to the insurance company is reduced. So we're able to look at different options. So the more persons that come on board, the better it pushes puts us in order to request a quote for you all. For those who were not part of the previous conversations in terms of the sensitization.
1: A group health plan will be administered by the Dominica Consulant Agent according to Hilaire, and anyone interested in receiving benefits under it must first become a member of the Dominica Consulant Agent and went on to list all the things health insurance would cover.
3: What we're looking for is what we call a group health plan. So it's a plan that would be controlled by the Dominica Council on Aging, and the members of the Council on Aging will be able to enroll onto that group plan. So for you to first be able to come on board, you first have to become a member of the Council on Aging. Now, as a member, you will be given access to the various benefits that comes under our group plan plan and our plan is a very comprehensive plan it covers i would say practically everything so you're talking about doctor visits specialist visits whether it's in the office at your home or at the hospital hospital services prescription drugs diagnostic benefits emergency care all of that is covered if you have to spend time in a hospital overseas the fees for that is covered Spending time in the ICU is covered. Spending time in a local hospital, if you are charged for that, that is covered as well. We cover prescription drugs. So as you can see, we cover a wide range of different things.
1: And that was Mr. Branton Hilaire, manager of Surgical Life Insurance Society for Historic Architectural Preservation and Enhancement. shape announced in announces a Plant It Up Rosa competition to be launched on the 1st of October. This is part of the Shape Green Cities initiative designed to enhance the city of Rosa and the rest of Dominica by inspiration. Project manager at the Plant It Up project, Vanessa Privo, speaking with Q95 this morning, gave an overview of the project and how people can participate in it. The competition comes off the recently conveyed stakeholder consultation held at the UWE Open Campus.
4: project, it is a Green Cities initiative, which is a project which is funded by the FAO, and um, and we are doing it in collaboration with the forestry you have already started we've already started okay. we launched in May this year mm-hmm. we've already started planting trees we planted trees around the Lindo Park we planted trees along the stretch which is the Portersville stretch I think a lot of people have noticed those because they're quite noticeable and they're doing quite well with the heavy rains we've been getting mm-hmm. and so we have a number of places earmarked to continue planting trees around the city but it's a it's a one-year project so we have been doing different things over time. We've also had our first stakeholder meeting a few weeks ago, which was quite successful, where we got um, persons who live in and around the city to come and give us their ideas of what ROSA was like before in terms of trees, Mm -hmm. um, what it is they want to see in terms of trees. So it was a very interesting and interactive um, session we had at the UE a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And now this is another phase of the project where we have a competition that we're launching, and we want to encourage people to, to to sign up and you know register for the competition, we'll give you all the details. Basically, if you have a, a, a garden or you have a space for a garden, we want you to plant it, and we'll come and judge it to see if you have the most beautiful garden, the most beautiful sidewalk. It can be in your backyard. We'll come. Just tie your dog, and we will come and we will judge it. Mm. There's no problem at all. It is it is a, an opportunity for people to showcase their green fingers and to see. You know, a lot of people are very into nature and environment, and it's an opportunity to showcase.
1: She spoke on some of the details of the competition and the Georgian criteria.
4: The competition begins in October 1st, all the way up to December 31st. So you have about three months to get everything together. Um, The forms will be available online or physically. You fill out the form, you send it to us, and you send your before picture and your after picture. And then we come at the time when it's judging time, we let you know. And we come and we judge your your area. And of course, there are attractive prizes. It's open to residents, property owners and business places within the limits of the city of Roseau. And as I mentioned, that would be from Fokule all the way to Livia Canaway in Castle Comfort and all the way east to Palm Grove and everything in between. So you're invited to participate in this beautification competition, right? For the most beautiful garden. And we have different categories you can um, register under. So we're going to have a category called residential garden for your front yard or your backyard and you can register under the traditional home category. So if you have a traditional home, which is a Tikai, or if you have a modern home, then you can, we have the commercial or business place garden. I know some businesses love to have their, their front of their property well landscaped. So there is a category for you. We have the curb appeal category. So that would be for persons who take care of the sidewalk in front of their place, or if, or their street, or their mini park, which is near to them. Now, these are the areas where we encourage people to register as a team because usually it's not just one person taking care of that location, mm-hmm. but it's a few of you, so you can register as a team. So that's a category just for you. And then we have the hanging garden category, or you have flower a flower pot garden. We have a category for you as well.
1: And that was a project manager of Shape Planted Up Project, Vanessa Privo. Political narratives are primarily driven by participants in what most people would refer to as the history-making process. Whatever the case may be, politics depends on action, and various parties have a stake in its advancement. Former Civil Service Association General Secretary Alvin Thomas claims he's consistently works to encourage and investigate ways to spread the word, particularly among young people, about the need of having a clear understanding of what are the fundamental principles of democracy. He pointed out that the relevant study demonstrates that a significant portion of the population of the CARICOM region, which includes Dominica, is made up of young people. Therefore, young people must make up a crucial cohort and stand for the region's future goals and hopes.
0: Some time ago, I was going through a report through uh, the Karakam region, and it was saying that 60% of the population uh, within the region, the Karakam region, was under 30 years of age, 60%. and. I know right now, Dominica is conducting a, a census. This The last one was in 2011. And I won't be surprised. I mean, one, I'm sure the population shrink, But in addition to that, I think the number of young persons under the age of, I would say, 30 or even 40, I'm sure is going to be well over 50%, if not more. So that kind of message has to somehow resonate with them.
1: Thomas questions how we can convince children that they are the leaders of tomorrow in the society we have created for them. He notes that a young person who might have been 20 or so when this government took office is not now only 40 but approaching 50 and that young persons need to seriously consider how their life has changed over the years. Mr. Thomas emphasizes that young people in particular need to be more invested in participating in democratic debates because the growth of politics rest on the transmission of ideas and values from one generation to the next
0: they are and and we use that cliche so many times young people are the future of tomorrow and do we really mean it how do, we, how, how do we how do we how do we how do we get them to believe in that in that term that they are the future of tomorrow when we've seen in dominica and a young person who may have been 20 Or even 21, they just turned 21 when this government came into office. Is now what? 41 years old? Almost 50. And that young person asked themselves a serious question Where am I today, as I, uh, you know, compared to where I was? The opportunity to be able to earn for yourself within a fierce society, an equitable society. This young 41 year old man or woman. Have they been able to own earn a home or build a home for themselves? Do they have a job that can sustain them? Uh, do they even have the savings? If I may go there, I wouldn't even say investment. But these are the kind of things that you need to bring it in that vivid manner to the young persons in addition to the fundamentals of democracy.
1: And that was a civil, former civil service association general secretary, Alvin Thomas. And st- And still in the local news, Duasco is encouraging Dominicans to be more proactive in their wastewater management as toxic chemicals may compromise drinkability of the water. Sanitation supervisor Duasco Hippolyte Ostry encourages proper wastewater management as to ensure overall health and wellness, which in turn saving lives. According to Ostry, there are three types of wastewater of sewage, domestic sewage, industrial sewage and storm sewage.
5: So, if we manage our wastewater properly, in all we save lives and be a wealth, wealthy nation. There are three types, general types of wastewater: domestic wastewater, industrial wastewater, and and stormwater. Domestic wastewater comes from homes, offices, apartment buildings. Industrial wastewater comes from water that, that is being extracted from manufacturing processes that is um, either chemical or biological process. The stormwater now is surface runoff. Whenever it rains, the water that r- falls onto the surface and r- runs off into from onto the streets, into the drains, into our river bodies, this is called stormwater. Untreated wastewater is a serious concern for health and our environment. So that is why it is important to treat our wastewater. In Duasco, we do primary treatment for now. There's the removal of rags, cans, plastics, any tangible stuff we could remove and then the rest of the the wastewater is transferred to say a grit chamber where it is aerated. The grease and the suspended solids will float on top and it is skimmed off and the stuff that we skimmed off is disposed of.
1: Sanitation Supervisor Duasco Hippolyte Ostry, Dominican students continue to perform above average at the CXC CSEC levels, indicating positive news for the education sector. Chief Education Officer Dr. Jeffrey Blaise notes that this year's results is one of the many indicators of the education system output on a countrywide scale. He expressed elation for the excellent performance of the students and teachers by extension, as Dominican continues to excel despite the challenges faced by all.
2: This This examination result provides us with an indication of the performance of our students, but more so the performance of the education system. It's one of the indicators, I must say, of system output, because it invariably tells us how our students have been performing, and by extension, how our schools have been performing, how our teachers have been performing, and how the system has been performing over the past year. We are delighted, as we do every year, to inform you that our students continue to excel, notwithstanding all the challenges that they face regionally. And I speak here of challenges like the COVID pandemic and others. We have once again recognized that our students have been performing very, very well.
1: And that was Chief Education Officer, Dr. Jeffrey Blazer. Kozia Frederick, the Minister for the Environment, Rural Modernization, and Kalinago Upliftment, declared that it it is essential to recognize and honor individuals, especially during the infamous 1930s time when many people of Kalinago descent lost their lives. Frederick said that the debate over whether Kalinago Week should be observed as a holiday or memorial is frequently brought up. He was speaking at the annual Kalinagowood Ceremony last evening in the Kalinago territory. And
6: so really and, and, so, real and truly we need to celebrate people and, and we have to do so even in a period which is very very sad. It's a period in 1930 that um, people died and, and so sometimes we argue, do we celebrate and do we commemorate? But, it, but we are alive because of that struggle of 1930 and all of the wonderful struggles before that. So it's important to celebrate life. And so that is why we have this wonderful ceremony to celebrate people. And not speak about them when they pass away. Speak about them when they are alive, when they are young enough to, to impact lives and, and to help others. And so although lives were lost and, and families were affected... In, in in the 1930 uprising but it's important that we the ripple effects today makes us who we are make us a very resilient people and so we need to award folks because we need folks to be heroes of today and so the awardees this evening their names their voices their bios should be in every school in our community um, should be in every public space they, we should speak about them because they are living heroes among us and so The good works that they did for their life, and and some of them are still doing, need to be highlighted, and we need to celebrate them.
1: Frederick added that September 19th will eventually be recognized as a national holiday because it 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 is an important event, particularly as the Kalinago territory celebrates 120 years since its founding in 2023. This is because the Kalinago territory was established, and September 19th is a significant day in that regard.
6: Sometime in the future, a day like this will be a national holiday because it has a significant, it is a significant event. And next year, folks, we are going into 120 years of the, of the establishment of the Kanago space. Now we can argue, the whole country was ours, and why are we celebrating a small space? We can argue that for sure. And I am one who thinks that we have to make a bigger movement to get more for ourselves. But it's important to celebrate 120 next year because it, is a, it has been a struggle from 1903 to become who we are to the point where we can be proud like everybody else. And also to make people feel part of us. And for those of, of them who were not reaching out and appreciating the culture, they can now say, I have a kind of heritage. So it is important. And, and this 120 will remind the world that we are resilient people. That um, no matter what came at us, whether it was guns and steel and germs and the warfare, uh, we were able to survive.
1: Kozia Frederick, Minister for the Environment, Rural Modernization and Kalinago Upliftment. Technical Advisor, Office of the Prime Minister, the Bahamas, Christy Powell, shares some information on how digitalization has transformed the economies and societies of the ECCU. This conversation comes in light of the COVID-19 pandemic as well as the ever-growing impacts of climate change. Ms. Powell highlighted some of the changes they've made as a government that can serve as an example to other sister islands and how the shift in mindset of the common man in viewing online as a tool to aid in business growth.
7: and So we quickly had to shift our mindsets from how do we bring government online to how do we actually make an online government to make to ensure that we can continue to provide services uh, to the people. The other thing I think we learned a lot of is because the Bahamas is an archipelago of islands, you know, obviously we have to service from the most northernly island to Grand Bahama to the most southerly island in Miguana. How do we deliver services, not just from a technology standpoint, but also logistics? How do we ensure that we can continue to do that? And so most recently, we've actually launched an interoperability platform focused on birth and civil registry, but also providing services like passports and driver's licenses to the citizens um, yeah, electronically. And then the last thing I would think uh, that I would talk about that we actually did was we focused a lot on the small medium-sized business market because obviously small business owners are the econ- the backbone of the economy uh, for most countries or if not all of the countries. And so there are a lot of grants now that we've put in place to help those small businesses who want to move from a traditional brick and mortar store, but helping them move online so that they can accept e-commerce payments and that they have a website and a storefront. And so I think a lot of businesses now as well are starting to think through how they can actually take advantage of the fact that the pandemic happened, but how they can use it to fuel and grow their businesses as opposed to traditionally what I've said that, you know, they would have been, they would have viewed technology as a cost center. Now they actually view it as a driver to their business.
1: And that was Technical Advisor, Office of the Prime Minister, the Bahamas, Christy Powell. Finally, in the local news, the Minister of Health, Wellness and New Health Investment held a brief ceremony on Monday, September 19th, to bid farewell to the four Chinese consultants who have been providing support in the areas of cardiology, oncology urology, and ophthalmology. The four consultants are Dr. Dexie Hu, cardiologist, Dr. Hei Zhang, urologist, Dr. Fan Duhan, ophthalmologist, and Dr. Kwe Lee, oncologist. Permanent Secretary Mrs. Letitia Lestrade Wyke said the team has also been instrumental in assisting with procurement of medical supplies and equipments. The main objective of the Chinese medical team is to build capacity at the major departments in the hospital, with close cooperation with the Minister of Health, in terms of medical exchange and training.
8: The first protocol when signed was for two years. However, thanks to the government of the People's Republic of China, and our government, the relationship that they share. This has continued to date with services provided in the areas of oncology, general surgery, urology, cardiovascular and ophthalmology. So today we are here, the ministry will show appreciation to Dr. Lee, our oncologist, Dr. Zhang, our urologist, Dr. Fang, our ophthalmologist, And the three served from October 2021 to September 22. And Dr. Wu, or cardiologist, who served from June 2019 to September 2022
1: and that was permanent secretary mrs leticia lestrade wyke acting minister of health wellness and new health investment kent Edwards says the human resource and technical support received from the pcr on a continuous basis is noteworthy particularly in dominica's health sector
9: for the past year in some cases and for the past three years in dr Wu's case our chinese counterparts has provided dedicated service To the people of Dominica in the areas of oncology, urology, ophthalmology, and cardiology. They have worked alongside our own group of doctors, nurses, imparting knowledge and expertise, and ensuring that upon their departure, our medical personnel will be even more capable of caring for our patients. Patient care is not only physical treatment, what, med- what mental and emotional support as well. And without a doubt, Dr. Li, Dr. Zhang, Dr. Duan, and Dr. Hu demonstrated what patient care could look like. I wish to use this opportunity to extend my profound thanks on the behalf of the Ministry of Health, Wellness, and New Health Investment, and by extension, the government and people of Dominica, firstly, to the government of the People's Republic of China for committing this initiative and being a devoted friend of our country.
1: Acting Minister of Health, Wellness and New Health Investment, Kent Edwards. In other news, in order to create a framework for Caribbean Moves, a program to lower the high incidence of non-communicable diseases, the Caribbean Development Bank, CDB, has teamed up with the Caribbean Public Health Agency, CARPA. The project will build on the success of ongoing natural initiatives aimed at reducing the high rates of NCDs in the area and promoting health Coffee eating and physical activity. The health promotion program Caribbean Moves was introduced earlier this week in Kingston, Jamaica, and will support initiatives in Anguilla, Antigua and Barbuda, the Bahamas, Belize, the British Virgin Islands, the Cayman Islands, Dominica, Grenada, Guyana, Montserrat, St. Lucia. St. Vincent and the Grenadines, and the Turks and Caicos Islands, building on the success of earlier programs in Barbados, Jamaica, St. Kitts and Nevis, Trinidad and Tobago. More than $175,000 in financial and technical resources have been provided by the bank to the creation and successful implementation of Caribbean moves. The economic expenses of NCDs will not only put additional strain on the countries, but will also reduce productivity and human capital investments in health and education, according to Isaac Sullivan, Vice President of Operations at the CDB. He says NCDs also lead to income loss. Increasing economic dependency and household care burdens, the latter typical undertaken by women, and concurrent lifelong poverty traps. In addition to undermining sustainable development, failure to address NCDs will cause vulnerable and social disadvantaged populations to fall further behind. And newly obtained surveillance video shows for the first time what happened inside a Georgia County elections office the day its voting systems were known to have been breached on January 7, 2020. A Republican, a Republican county official in Georgia and operatives working with an attorney for former President Donald Trump spent hours inside a restricted area of the Coffee County Elections Office that day. Among those seen in the footage is Kathy LaFam, a former GOP chairwoman of Coffee County who is under criminal investigation for posing as fake elector in 2020.
10: The newly obtained surveillance video shows a Republican county official and a team of operatives working for Trump attorney Sidney Powell inside a restricted area of the local elections office in Coffee County, Georgia. Among those seen, Kathy Latham, a former GOP chairwoman of Coffee County, who is under criminal investigation for posing as a fake elector in 2020. Latham previously claimed she was not personally involved in the breach, but the video appears to undercut that claim, showing her inside, as a team of Republican operatives, work on computers, near-election equipment, and proceed to access voting data. Scott Hall, an Atlanta bail bondsman and Fulton County Republican poll watcher, is one of the people who spent hours inside the restricted area, and in audio obtained by CNN, Hall later described what he did. I'm the guy that chartered the jet to go down to Coffee County to have them inspect all of those computers. And I've heard zero. OK. Mm. I went down there. We scanned every freaking ballot. The Georgia secretary of state's office calls what happened in Coffee County criminal behavior. And a state criminal investigation is underway. But election experts say the damage could be even bigger than the illegal accessing of voting equipment in georgia and other parts of the country these operatives may be undermining the security of elections in the future
8: one of the key um defenses to AN ATTACK ON ELECTRONIC VOTING MACHINES IS THAT, IN MOST CASES, TO COMPLETE A SUCCESSFUL ATTACK, YOU NEED PHYSICAL ACCESS TO THE MACHINES. AND SO THESE EFFORTS TO LAWFULLY GAIN ACCESS TO THE MACHINES OPENS UP A NEW um, SORT OF THREAT that, THAT WE HAVEN'T SEEN IN THE PAST.
10: WE DID GET AN ADAMANT RESPONSE FROM Kathy LATHAM, THE WOMAN WHO IS ALL OVER THIS VIDEO, ACCORDING TO ATTORNEY MS. Latham. Uh, acted, did not act improperly or illegally. Of course, Poppy and Jim, this is just one of many breaches across the country that are right now being investigated, all with connections back to this effort to try to keep Donald Trump in office after he lost the election.
1: And that was the prime of the news, but first a recap of the headlines. A group health insurance scheme was established by the Dominica Council on Aging and Surgical Health Insurance Company to provide members with access to insurance.
0: The The
1: CDB and CARPA have collaborated to conduct a regional project to create a framework for Caribbean Moves, a program to lower the high incidence of non-communicable diseases. And surveillance video obtained recently reveals for the first time what occurred inside a Georgia County elections office on the day its voting systems were breached on January 7th, 2020.
0: The, big station.
1: the news was brought to you for the very kind compliments of this cover Dominique Authority. I've been your presenter for this environment.
0: of the hour news as it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens, local, regional,